Women aren't born warriors, we become them. And the road to becoming a warrior is bumpy as hell. Each week I'm interviewing women who through tragedy and triumph are leaping for greatness. Get ready to unleash your inner warrior. I'm Liz Swadek, and this is Conversations with Warrior Women. It's inauguration time. History is being made as Kamala Harris is the first female VP and the first black woman and first South Asian woman to take the position. Can you hear that glass ceiling breaking? Now, the giving artist, Joy Benenson, is making gorgeous merch of Kamala, artwork, prints, and even a fabulous mug that I use, of course. Go to givingartist.org and search for Joy Benenson's art. All proceeds go to charity. Today, we're going to talk about our bodies, specifically our body image and size inclusivity. Yes, warrior women, welcome. More and more, we are seeing women featured in media and fashion who are varying shapes and sizes, which is great. We're getting there. But I feel like we still got a long way to go. I struggled with my weight after having kids and knowing the pain and shame of feeling like you're not good enough because of your size. My guest today is reinventing the fitness industry by creating a workout that shows all women, no matter their size, can feel strong, sexy, and worthy of movement. You are going to love her. I can't wait for you to meet her. But first, have you left us a positive review of this podcast Yes, yet? Yes, yet. Please do. I would be really grateful. Everyone that writes a review this month is entered into a win at drawing for my fabulous leopard slippers. Okay, on to our sponsor. We are all stuck at home, but looking for ways to stay active. The Plyo Jam online membership is the thing you need to keep yourself moving. Trust me, it's not just effective, it's actually fun. Unlike some workouts that feel just like torture, Plyo Jam has you training like an athlete and dancing like a pop star with their easy to follow dance classes, strength and core classes. These classes are created for all fitness levels and dance abilities and all ages. You just have to be willing to rock a booty and shake it or do a body roll to a Beyonce song. With the best and most relatable trainers, Plyo Jam not only provides a killer workout, but a truly connected community, something you know I love. From a one-on-one chat with the founders when you first sign up to private members-only Facebook group, to monthly power hours for education and fun, this platform is all about connection. Right now, go to www.plyojam.com slash warrior and redeem code warrior for one month free or code warrior one for three months for just $19.99. Don't wait on this. Head to plyojam.com slash warrior to redeem your code. If you want to spend more time with me, go to thewarriormoms.co, articles on parenting, marriage, recipes, gift guides, and you can also find the podcast link, thewarriormoms.co. On with the show. Today, we're talking to body positivity and size inclusivity advocate and fitness queen. I've literally made you a queen now. <laughs> Stacy Beeman. After eight years of service as a public school educator, Stacy became the co-founder and COO of Plyo Jam, an innovative fitness workout that combines cutting-edge dance moves with short and explosive plyometric exercises that tone and transform the body. Stacy has been featured in Prevention Magazine, 
Huffington Post, and was the first full-figured trainer featured on Pop Sugar Fitness, where her workouts have over 2 million views, y'all. 2 million. It is Stacy's mission to help women feel worthy of movement and to shed the fear that holds us back from living our very best lives. Boy, do we need her today. Good Lord, Stacy. Welcome to the show, Stacy. Oh my gosh, that was the best intro. Thank you. I mean, I, I'm here to serve. I'm serving oh you up. That was like on a silver, that was on a rose gold platter, I think. <laughs> oh yes, girl. Rose gold all the way for you. Okay, Stacey. Yes. I'm so excited. We just met. Yes. Uh, you came through Carrie Murray at the Bra Network. My joke mm-hmm. with Carrie is I mentioned the Bra Network literally every podcast. I've become like a psychopath at this point, being like, I'm in this networking group called the Bra Network. Okay, yes, I am. Fine. That's so cool. I know I mentioned it all the time. Okay, so you, I don't know you that well. So I'm so excited to get to know you. Stacy, you are a fitness queen. I let's just say that. I love the queen. I I'll take it. Sure. Put on your crown. Let's go. But you did struggle with body image growing up. Tell me yeah. about that. You know, it's an interesting thing when I, you know, I've certainly had my different bouts in therapy and stuff. And so, you know, it forces you to dig back into your childhood and think about, you know, various things that may have um, shaped you, you know, shaped you and shaped your mentality. And, and unfortunately, as much as we're told um, to let words slip off our back and roll off our back, um, you know, they can hurt and they can be really formative. And I remember as young as five years old, a babysitter telling me I was chubby. And, and you know, what's interesting is like, I look back at photos and I'm like, I look perfect. I don't know know what, you know what I mean? But it, it is what it is. And I may have just had like a rounder face or, you know, just one of those bodies that was maybe a little bit thicker because I just didn't have those bird bone type of that bird bone type of body. Um, but just lots and lots of comments throughout my youth and childhood. And then um, kind of like it just sort of turned into an eating disorder in, in high school. And um, I remember being on the swim team and, and le- learning to purge. And, you know, I mean, it just snowballed. It really, really snowballed. And, and it's an interesting thing because on one hand, I was like really kind of confident. It, I had this very much of this dichotomy of a personality where I was confident and I was popular and I played sports. And, and then I had this sort of like dark inner, you know, what so many women, I mean, this is not speaking a foreign language to your listeners, I'm sure. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And yeah. so um, just never, never felt good enough. Never felt good enough. But interesting that you had and this so, dichotomy. Um, you know what I mean? Like it, interesting you had this dichotomy. Like you were talking about, you were feeling confident and yet you were, you were still, some, there was a voice in your head or there was just, you internalized some of these comments mm-hmm. and took them on mm-hmm. as real. Even though there was another part of you that who knew who you really were, it was like a little internal battle, right? Like oh, inside, you knew who you were. You knew yeah. you were great, and you were confident. But you had this little nagging thought, right? Of well, yeah. And I think I think what it came down to, and what I now very very much fight against, is the idea that um, size and body is the be all and end all. So it's like I was walking around knowing I was smart and I was funny and I was a really great friend and whatever else, but I just didn't prioritize those things on the same level as body image. And so 
um, I was confident in all of those categories, but those categories slipped way below the whole body image thing, which is why, you know, it was all consuming and it was led to eating disorders and, you know, probably like lots of different dysfunction, even in relationships or whatever, you know? So, um, where now where I'm just so much like such a fierce advocate of, of your body just being sort of like so secondary, you know, so, so secondary, not in terms of feeling good and treating yourself right, but just, um, it not being the reason for, for, or against doing things. Yes, yes, yes. Well, you started out your career as a public school educator. Yes. And I know that is a noble profession. You know I love a teacher more than anybody, guys. Don't don't even don't even get it twisted. <laughs> but you were feeling really stuck. You were feeling mm-hmm. really stuck. You knew that wasn't really what you were supposed to be doing. Explain that. Yeah, it, I I do always like to sort of make sure I put that caveat in front in front of what I'm going to say next because I do I do respect the educational field. My both my parents were educators, and like I many of my friends are, and like I said, I was in it for eight years, and um, such a noble profession. But for me in particular, it's it's an interesting thing. And um, the last three years that I was teaching, I literally had a voice. I'm not trying to sound cuckoo, but I genuinely had this voice that kept saying, Stacey, you are meant for something different. And whatever you're going to do, you're going to reach more people. You're going to reach more people. And it was, I mean, this voice was not, it was like a nagging, constant voice. And I was like, I don't know what that looks like. I can't, like I said, I came from a family of educators. So it's not like I came from a family of entrepreneurs who had started their own thing. You know, it just was like, sort of like the path, you know, I lived in the suburbs and I went, you know, and so I had no idea what that was going to look like, but that voice would not go away. That is amazing. First of all, I feel like that is you being really in in connection with yourself that you, because I think a lot of women can't even hear the voice. So instead, I thought you were going to say, and this is what I've heard on this podcast sometimes, I got sick. My back started hurting. I wanted to divorce my husband. All these things, because they're not facing the fact that they're not happy or they're not living their life the way they want to live. And then suddenly one day they're like, wait, I hate this job. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Wait, totally. (laughs) That's my problem. So it's amazing that you actually were having this voice. I feel like then you're really in touch with yourself that you could even hear the voice. I'm very happy about that. But was it hard to leave the educational career and field and take that leap of faith? Because here you are, your parents are educated, are educators, and you're like, I'm going to not do this, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Not um, yes, that was, it was very hard on a lot of different levels. Um, you know, yes, number one, family of educators and like, in service-oriented industry, my sister's a nurse practitioner. So um, I think the idea of like taking this leap into the unknown was so foreign to my family who I'm very, very close with. So sort of to like, you know, you don't, it's not a good feeling when your dad's like looking at you like, are you sure? You know, you're going right. to give up this great, you know, I was working in a great school district, really pretty for a teacher, great income, um, good benefits, a retirement plan, all of those things, you know? Yeah. You and, had security, a lot of oh, security, total, total security. Oh, and I had not to mention just bought a condo like a year before and <laughs> all the things, you know? Um, so yes, it was certainly hard to take that leap into the unknown but sometimes the voice that's nagging at you is just too loud to ignore. And um, 
it just was for me. I just, and, and mind you, when I was making this decision to sort of like go off and explore what I was going to do next, my current situation was not even in my mind's eye. I just knew that if I didn't take a step, I wouldn't open myself up to something new. Well, you're so brave and I love it so much. Well, your workouts now have 2 million views. What do you think? This about you. Well, first of all, what is Playa Jam? You got to really get down on that. Like, okay. I didn't know what this, I mean, I read what it is. I kind of watched some of the videos because I wanted to know, and this looks like something actually I would be into. So I'm kind of excited to try it because um, I love dance and yeah. I mean, I'm not think I'm good, but I love dance and I love music. So like that will trick me into working out, which is great. Um, yes. I want to know what Playa Jam is, but your workouts have 2 million views. I want to know what it is you think it is about you, Stacey, because it's you. So okay. tell us what Playa Jam is and then tell us what do you think is so compelling about you? Yes. Okay, sure. So first of all, Playa Jam, as you explained, it's a follow along dance fitness concept. Many people know what Zumba is. So yeah. I like to bring up Zumba because it's similar in format to that in terms of like, you don't have to be like the best dancer in the world. And it's not like you're breaking down choreography, like it's follow along. So in a typical Playa Jam class, we get through maybe like 15 songs. So it's pretty fast paced. Now, the difference um, is that Plyo Jam is quite athletic. Um, we've taken what's something called plyometrics, which to the layman is just really like jump training. Um, plyometrics used to be really hot in like P90X or Insanity. Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just basically like expl- – and, and oftentimes like in a boot camp or something, you would use like maybe a box that you would jump up onto or right. a ladder that you would jump over or whatever. So we took that concept and we we call it plyometric inspired and we've taken jumping moves and weaved them into dance into dance combos. Um but the difference is number 1 um, you don't have to be this incredible athlete. If you never want to jump, we make it accessible that you don't ever have to jump. We show modifications for everything. We're using top, um, top 40 hip hop music. So you come in there and you literally feel like you're at a club minus the tequila. Um, oh, I it's love it. really, like I said, accessible to all, whether, you know, what depend, no matter what your fitness level is or your dance ability is, um, you could go in there and literally toe tap in the back of the room. It doesn't matter. We just want you to be out there and moving. So it's it's very niche in that we have really done an excellent job of combining that fun of dance and the athleticism of plyometrics. Right. So you get actual results. You do. You get and you burn a shit ton of calories. Ooh, Ooh I'm sorry, amazing. I said the S word. Oh, I don't care. Please. Okay. Say all you want. Um. So you know, for for people who are interested in calorie burn, not everyone is, and that's great. Um, but there is an intensity level that you can build up to because of the plyometrics. Um, but many people are in there just because it feeds their soul and it's, of course. it's community. And um, so that is what Plyo Jam is. And okay. And I want to know, why do you think, I'm putting you on the spot because I'm basically making you talk really nicely about yourself. And I, know. About yourself. I know. Well, um, but it is true. It's not just 2 million views because they like a workout. Like why? Yeah. If there's something about you, Stacey, and if you don't say it, I will, but I, you say it. <laughs> so I think, I think a, a lot of it does have to do with how I look, be, to be honest. You know, I am a size 16 and I am just like probably your best friend that you would go to the movies with. And, um, 
you know, I joke around about having to wear my double sports bra so my boobies don't hit my my chin. And and I <laughs> I I embrace all of that. And I still tell the women and men that work out with me that they can still be so sexy and rock a body roll and twerk that booty and feel amazing. Um, and I say it and I, I, I talk the talk and I walk the walk. And I think people feel like, I mean, if I am going to go off of emails, I get, it's like they say they feel like they're working out with their best friend, that it's brought tears to their eyes to work out with someone they could relate to, that, um, you know, no shade to the size zero or size two or size four um, fitness instructor, but like it feels unattainable. So therefore, why even bother? So that's kind of the feedback I think I get. And, you know, you've given me the confidence to feel like I'm worth working out. You know, right. I can do it too if you can. So well, also, that's... I feel like you know what? When most people, if they're working out or starting to work out, they're out of shape. And yeah. you know what? When I started working out, like really working out for real, I hired a personal trainer to kill me, and she did. But the part that was not worst was I was so out of shape that not only was I in pain and I was like winded, but here she comes with her little hard body. I am like really pushing my obesity factor. Like she measured me. My BMI was like danger zone for like obesity, bad. Okay. And I was like, son of a gun. So I was feeling my worst. Here she is. She comes over. She's a little muscle and she's kicking me my butt to death. And there, and listen, I'm grateful because I made it and I'm now doing things on my own and continuing what she started. But I would have really appreciated somebody that could understand me that where I was in my journey and my size and to say, you know what? We're going to get there. It's totally fine. Like totally literally get over it. It's Mm -hmm. okay. Like we are going to do this, you know, because really I think women are looking at these women sometimes that are working out and they maybe last like two workouts because they can't take it anymore. Like, and to have somebody like you who's saying, girl, I get it. I got the two sports bras on. These things are huge. I can't with you. Like, let's just do this together. Let's be, let's go together. Like we're going to yeah. do it. So I love that about you. Okay. I want to talk a little bit about your job and like how you made this business happen. Because first of all, I want to know kind of the hardest thing you encountered, but I also want to know like, how did this come to be? So how did this come to be? And then what do you think the biggest lesson you kind of like the hard, the hard part of creating okay. this? Yeah. So um, I have a business partner, Jason Layden, and Jason and I... He's very he, cute. I saw him on the he, website. Yeah, he's adorable. And we make really good co-founders of this company because we're very much the yin and yang. You know, he he is kind of like the typical fitness looking guy. Um, and then I come in and, and it's just a really... It's, it's very... Um, uh, symbiotic. symbiotic. Yeah. yeah, symbiotic. That's the word I was looking for. So anyway, um, so Jason and I met as acquaintances at like a party like years ago. And um, as I was mentioning to you, I was about ready to leave teaching and he was like, we were at a party and he's like, well, what are you going to do all summer? And because I was going to go travel to Europe, I was going to have a full eat, pray, love moment. He said, well, what are you going to do with yourself during the summer? I teach a dance fitness class. You should come. At that time, he had already named it Plyo Jam, but he was just teaching it in like this one gym in Santa Monica. And so I was like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll come. You know, kind of like one of those like, yeah, yeah, I'll come. Totally. But I'm not coming. But um, I got to give him. <laughs> I got to really not get to come. 
Totally. I'm not, I don't know. I'm not kind of, but I got to give him a lot of credit because he kept texting me. Yeah. Like, so classes tomorrow, see you tomorrow. And then like the next morning classes in two hours, see you in two, you know, like he really, I don't know why. I mean, I just feel like, totally. It was just like a universe thing. Cause it really, I don't know why, you know, anyway, I took the class once and I was like, oh, well, there is something here. And so from there, you know, without making this an epically long story, we just kind of like kind of started talking about how Plyo Jam could become bigger and it could be more than just him. And we could build a, a teacher training program where other we could teach other people to teach it. And um, then we, you know, so, so anyway, uh, as we did this and as we started talking about building this business, I did go off and do like a seven month traveling time. Well, God um, bless you. God yeah, bless you having and giving that time to yourself. <laughs> um, but we still, you know, we did Skyping and and we still talked and, and kind of like started kind of putting together a business plan together. I mean, it was just and crazy because, you know, he was a dance instructor and former bartender and I'm a former educator. Like neither of us were business owners, but we we saw something that we thought could become big and it did, you know? And Yeah, you saw and, a white space in the market. You thought, you know what? Yeah. This is something people really need to know about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then as we kept showcasing it in front of more and more people, whether we were doing like a master class at a new gym or studio, I mean, people were just falling in love with it and wow. saying things like, oh my God, I have been wanting a dance fitness workout, but like Zumba's for my grandma, no offense, no shade to Zumba, but I just wanted, I want something a little more current and edgy and, and there it was. So, um, yeah. So we just, since basically 2014, we've just been building, building, building and growing and growing, growing. I love it. Okay. And so yeah. what do you think? I mean, cause I know again, here you are, you're doing your business plan, like a good, good steward of business. But, you know, there's a lot of things that happen when you are starting a business, especially when it's a business that you've never been in before mm-hmm. and you you both didn't really have that experience. So what, what do you think the biggest lessons you've kind of learned in building this business? Mm, okay. So or things that if you had to do it again, you'd be like, hell no, don't do that. Because people right now, never before in this country, let me just say, women, this is the time to start a business. You yeah. think it's not the time? It is the time. I want you to listen to what Stacy's saying because you may have an idea and you may be sitting on it and thinking, you know what? I don't know what I'm doing. I, I don't know why. I, I don't have the experience. Stacy is telling you she did not know about the fitness industry. She did not know how to start a business and yet she has built a successful business. So let's learn a little bit because you guys, I know you women out there, you, you know, maybe your husbands have lost their jobs. Maybe you've lost your job. You, you're probably going to have to get at least a side hustle going. So let's, mm-hmm. let's learn today. Yes. Yeah. Um, for sure. It, it, it certainly felt daunting when you start to think about everything you would need from like designing a logo to putting together a website to bookkeeping to, I mean, all of it, you're just like, Oh, um, yes. so obviously you just take one step at a time. Um, and you know, and you, and there are going to have to be sacrifices, whether it's, uh, taking out a loan or like in my instance, I was 36 and I had to move home with my parents because I couldn't like pay my mortgage and start a business. You know what I mean? There was just like, so so there will be sacrifices along the way. And unless you have like a dual income in your family or in your home, or you have a trust fund or something, that's just the way it is. And you don't want to put yourself into millions of dollars of debt. So 
that is one thing is like prepare to sacrifice. And I've seen plenty of people who are like, I want to do this. I want to do this, but they aren't ready to do the sacrifice. So that's one thing. Um, and then also, and if you're not ready to do the sacrifice and maybe you're not serious, probably not, or you so don't like, have you have to, there, there's going to be sac- sacrifices, especially yeah. in the fine. And you know what? We're already financially sacrificing guys. Let's like be real. So really how hard can it be? So you What's just you're gonna do a little more sacrifice. <laughs> totally. More. Totally. Um, I also, this is like pretty specific, but I'm just going, I think it's, I think it still applies to almost all businesses. Um, do not spend money on PR, at least not at first. Um, we jumped into that because we had, we got some, well, because you thought ex- that's how you were going to get the word out. So like, well, it makes sure. sense. On yeah. Paper. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we were in LA and we thought, oh, you know, and, um, we spent so much money on PR and actually ended up landing all of our media ourselves. Wow. So yeah, just through con, you know, just through knowing people and, and that's typically how collaborations and partnerships and media, it happens is like, you know, someone who knows someone just like how I got on this podcast. Cause I know someone, you know what I mean? Whereas when you're paying someone to cold call for you and pitch you. So um, no, that those know, cold calls are painful and rarely work. You're right. Everything comes from connection and collaboration. And if you're starting a business, you need to tell your trusted friends. Don't tell the negative ones who shoot your ass down. Yeah. You tell your trusted friends and you say, okay, here's what I'm doing. And you see what they can do. Your connector maven friends. And what yes. how are they going to help you? Exactly. That's, that's really, and, and you know what, like I said, no shade to PR. And I think there probably is a time and a place for it. But I think but not at the beginning. Think, no, no. So that is one of my my unless it's advices. free PR, free PR, like which is sure. what you did, right? You totally. got your content out there. Yeah. Yes. Um, and then the other thing is is just to really make sure your systems are in place. So um, if you are going to build a product or service and you're going to start spreading the word about it via social media, via going to events where you're handing out your business card or you're, or you're going on a podcast and you're talking about your service or, or a product, well, you better have a good solid place where you're driving everyone back to. So for me, I believe your best foundation is your website where you can collect people's email addresses, where you can have places for them to actually learn about your services and even book them. Um, if you don't have that good foundation, then all of that effort of corralling people, they go nowhere. Right. So you need a good funnel. You got right? it. You good, good sales funnel where you know where people are going to end up, you know where you're pointing people to, and you've got yes. ways that everybody's coming into that main source. Yeah. I, I remember um, or in early, early days, like I said, we were really lucky. We got a lot of contacts and buzz because, you know, and, and, to, and to be fair, we started our business in the West side of Los Angeles. We had Reese Witherspoon walk into a class. I mean, to be fair, we had some lucky breaks, but um, so somehow or other, we got named as one of the top, uh, 10 trending workouts in the country by self magazine. This was like in 2016 or 17 and they flew us out to New York and we were part of this big thing. And, you know, we, ha- we, we were, did our workout in front of thousands of people and our work and our website wasn't even working at that time. So that's a really good example of like lost opportunities. So really yes. making sure that foundation is set. 
before all that opportunity. Before you launch and all the opportunity may come to you. That's a really good point, Stacey. Okay. So you kind of alluded to this. You said you moved back home. You didn't have the dual income, but Mm -hmm. I know you are a single lady, single lady, all the single ladies. Mm -hmm. Um, but you shared with me that you are going through IVF. Now, I don't know if you know this, Stacey, but I am an IVF warrior myself. Wow. I have one by in vitro and one is a mojito. <laughs> Guess who costs more, Mr. In vitro? That's right. So Landon was born by in vitro. We, we had seven embryos. We put wow. three in and we got one Landon. He clearly oh beat these other two up and got them out of the way so he could just come by himself. Um, so I know the heartache and pain of IVF. This is yeah. not easy. This, you, you think starting a business was hard, girl? Hello. <laughs> so I want to know how it's going. I want to support you. I want you to talk to all the other IVF warriors You're out there. So Tell us Thank what's going you. on. Um, yeah. So this has been quite a journey and an interesting one, one I never expected to be on, but it, you know, that is life and you know, you never know what's going to happen. And um, I, I will tell you, I was married briefly when I was in my early thirties and then that just, I knew was not right and got out of that and then, um, dated and stuff. And then once I sort of like dove into my business, it just became like, I literally traveled the world and built business. It was just like amazing. But yes, I did reach an age where I was like, okay, I really don't want a kid now, but I, I gotta like figure some stuff out. So when I was 37, I actually did an egg. I'm 42 now, by the way. I did an egg retrieval, um, and I froze eggs when I was 37. And Good I was for like, you. Yeah, I got 11 viable eggs, and it was exciting. Um, awesome. And then, at the beginning of 2020, to add to this dumpster fire of a year, um, <laughs> yeah. I decided it's time to thaw those eggs and let's just get. I, I you know. Maybe the guy will come later when I have a three-year-old. Yeah, that happens. You just never know. So um, I I started the whole process, thawed the eggs, and uh, fertilized them, and lost all of them. No. Um, Yeah, it was a devastation beyond devastation. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. Thank you. And I have since learned that freezing embryos is much more successful than freezing just eggs um, because those eggs were, they really were quite healthy. So we don't know why um, they didn't survive. You just never know. I know. You just never know. So that was such a blow because, you know, here you had prepared, you had done everything right. And then you're like, son of a gun. Like, what do I have to do? I did everything right. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like now I'm back to square one where I totally thought I had this sort of like backup plan. I felt so confident with that. Um, now I'm seeing I was a little bit naive, but also, you know, things just, you, you know, what I should have could like, I wish now, like what I probably will make it a mission to do is to tell people if they're going to do that to fertilize them. And that's very hard to do when you're single and you're like, I'm going to freeze my eggs now so that when I meet the guy, I have some eggs, you know, but right. There are huge statistics now showing egg versus embryo. embryo so, yeah. mm-hmm. I hear you. Okay, so um, I all of a sudden here I am, and I'm 41, and I'm going well back to square one. And now I'm 41, and we know that you know statistics plummet. Um, but I went and got some blood work done, and um, I got to tell you, Liz, I am 
like in the gifted program for hormones. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Like my AMH and FSH are like I'm a 28 year old. Rob. Oh. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's pretty lucky. So. But this doesn't mean everything, but no. it did kind of give me license to go, you know what, maybe I'm going to just try one more time and go through a full IVF cycle. And I just, you know, I just like, similar to when I told you I was having a voice in my head saying I needed to change jobs or change career paths, something in my gut is saying I'm not, I'm just not quite done yet. So I, I listen to my gut, you know, and it typically serves me to do so. Well, let me just encourage you and say, what when I was going through IVF, because first, you know, of course we tried. Then I did like artificial insemination. And mm-hmm. the doctor was like the head of blah at Cedars, and she was an ass. Ugh. She would like say all these things. She she was just like bathing in negativity. Like she she literally made my husband and I want to kill ourselves. We were like, we hate this. Yeah. And then I went to this amazing IVF doctor. I will put his name in the show notes, Dr. Richard. I can't remember his last name, but he, he is from Texas and he, I walked in his office and he looked at my whole file and he said, you know what, Liz, if you want to be a mother, you can be one. And I burst into tears. And then that's what I'll say to you. There are a lot of ways to become a mother. And if you want to be a mother, Stacey, you can be one. You're Thank in control you. of that. So whatever happens with this, yeah. understand that if you want to be a mother, you can be one. Thank so you. as long, and when you hear that, it gets me emotional. Uh-huh. You got to really take it in because you are in control. Eggs or no eggs, embryos or yeah. no embryos, you can adopt. You, I mean, there's a lot of other ways to become a mother. So yeah. all I'm saying is if you're serious about being a mother, you will be one and you can be one if you want. But, you know, everybody knows what their limit is too. Like some people are like, I did the IVF and that was it. I can't do more. I'm done. Other people are like, I went through the adoption process. I can't do it. I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. Like whatever's, but if you want, you can. So I I will say that stay with it because I think that you would be a bomb mother. Oh, thank you. And you know what? The guys do come sometimes later. Like we can't control that. You know, we don't know what's in store for us. We don't. You know what? I, you know, I don't know. I don't know, but I just generally just look at things with hope. So good. Well, that's why you're so amazing. That's why I love you. Okay. (laughs) I want to know, Stacey, because there's a lot of women listening right now who have Mm -hmm. already going to try PlyoJam. So we need to tell them how they can do that. Um, But I wanted, I want to know what is your advice to women that are not supermodel size? Cause guys, mm-hmm. we are not, I mean, I'm sorry. The majority of people listening right now are not, you know, a supermodel. So let's yeah. just be real. Yeah. What is your advice to women so they can feel strong and sexy no matter their size? Cause you have really worked hard on this and you mm. are one sexy mother. So I really oh. want to know your secrets. Yeah. So, um, first of all, anyone who's hearing this, I just, I feel you and I relate to you so much. I spent nearly three decades never wearing a tank top for fear of my bat wing jiggling too much. So, you know, I mean, I literally remember being in my 20s partying in clubs in Vegas in three-quarter length sleeves, okay? Oh, my good Like, Lord. come on. <laughs> and, um, you know, and then I just thought to myself one day, I mean, I can't tell you, like, it's just like I thought to myself one day, I am 
fucking hot as heck and sweating and no one cares other than me. No <laughs> one's even looking. Me. No yeah. one's even looking. And so I just liberated myself one day and wore a tank top and I'm just, it just was sort of, I know that's not the hugest thing, but it's sort of this catalyst that sort of then spilled over into everything else. Like, oh, okay, uh, you know, I know that I'm going to be the last one and the most out of breath one at this at this boxing class, but I want to do it. I want to do it and I'm going to do it. Um, I just, I just implore women to realize that like no one cares more than you're caring. No one's looking really more than you're looking and the freedom and empowerment you will give yourself when you give up giving a care about what anyone else thinks is so immense and so life-changing um, it's going to be like someone took a load of bricks off your chest. Like you can breathe again. And I think that all too often we, we, we walk around thinking of our bodies as the before picture. And we think about like, well, I'm going to do that when I'm in the after section, when I get to the after. And then like <laughs> four years go by and you're like, oh, 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 I'm still in this before. Well, that's not your before. That's just you. That's your body, your precious, precious body that does all the wonderful things for you and hugs your children and loves your spouse and, you know, takes care of your mom. So it's like enough is enough of the punishment. That's all I can say. You want to talk about getting, emo I could get so emotional over it because, you know, I, I have this one friend who I've never seen her in a photo with her children. She can't stand how she looks. Ah. That's a heartbreak. About, it's heartbreaking. And I think about when she's gone or or just when she's older, the 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 the, the regret of not capturing moments. Well, and her kids know. are gonna be devastated when they're gone. They're gonna have no pictures of their mother. Exactly. She needs exactly. to do it for her kids. Exactly. I so, mean, you know, I, I just um I just fight it with all my might and hope that um I can inspire others to feel the same way. Well, you've inspired me today. I, <laughs> I really, I cannot wait to check out Playa Gym. I'm, okay, so tell us how can we check if we want to check out Playa Gym. How do we? Yes. How do we check it out? Yeah, so you just go to playojam.com and um, I did create a code for <gasps> all of your listeners Shut it! for a full free month of Playa Jam online classes. Oh when you use the code my Warrior. god! I'm so doing this. Yes. Yes. So we have over like 175 workouts in our library. We release a brand new one every single week. Um, we have this really cool private online Facebook group where, you know, myself and Jason and our other instructor, Jacqueline, we're always in there like talking to our members um, so that we'll be like, hey, what songs do you want to see in like your playlist this week? So it's very, very personal. Um we have members from all over the globe. The last time I counted, I think we represent 49 countries. So it is very cool. It's really, really cool. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited to check it out. Thank <laughs> you so much. All right, Stacey, yeah. we're going into the speed round. Oh, I'm ready. favorite time. It's party time. time. Party. Hold time on. Party. Let me turn on my disco light. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What is your cocktail of choice? Okay. So... I love a slightly dirty martini. I mean, we're not talking like ocean water. Like I just want like a scotch of the olive juice with Tito's vodka. I mean, I'm practically your twin, except I like the Chopin. 
Oh, okay. Have you done the Chopin? I haven't, but I may have to try. I'm going to highly recommend. I okay. also like fixed vodka. My friend Marin owns fixed vodka. It's alkaline vodka. So you don't really get a hangover. Hello, fixed vodka. So good. Yeah, I'm into that. Um, okay. What is a mantra or quote you live by? Oh, it's so simple, but it's one that my mom taught me when I was young and I, if I'd be worrying about anything and I now just employ it almost every day in my own life. And that is the simple mantra of every day is a fresh start. So, you know, even if you've had a bad day, had a bad way, maybe it's like you ate poorly all day and it's made you feel bad or whatever it is. It's the most beautiful gift in the world that we get to wake up to a fresh day every day. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. What simple thing do you do for yourself? Like a self-care tip that we could all do. Okay. Um, I am really big on essential oils and I don't sell them or anything like that, but I just, I thought oh, when I first started hearing about essential oils, I thought they were a little wooey, but, um, I have since really gotten into them and I use a little diffuser that I literally got at like TJ Maxx for like 15 bucks. And I diffuse essential oils all the time and they, I just love them. Whether it's a placebo effect or like real, I just, they really do it for me. You know, I've heard a lot of people talk about this. I have not done yeah. it myself, but I've thought about it because I've heard a lot of people saying, especially yeah. like for kids, I've heard too, like, like if your kid is like super ADHD, like my kid mm -hmm. is like, you can put it in the room, like lavender, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to revisit this now. Stacey, yes. I love them. I love them. Um, what makes you feel unstoppable? Um, gosh. Uh, well, I will say, uh, the endorphins from exercise are like no joke, you know? And I, again, I know that's a bit of a, a cookie cutter answer because, you know, you always hear the fitness instructors being like, you'll get that high, but it's true. It's but you're so the first person to say this, by the way, you're the first person to say this. Oh my gosh. So it is so true. And it's like, you know, when I move my body, and treat it with, you know, with respect and like say, you know, let's honor the strength that it still has and, and the movement that it can still do. And, um, and then when I complete a workout, I, I truly feel unstoppable. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. Who yeah. do you most admire? You know, I was thinking about that and, you know, there's so many people, particularly right now. I mean, you know, I'm just totally inspired by Michelle Obama and so many people, but I, I got to tell you that the more I grow up, so to speak, the more I realize how much I admire my mother because, um, you know, I, I think that she is one of the most positive people in the entire world. She is rarely in a bad, like never in a bad mood. And she just is so positive. And I think that is such an awesome character. And it's not like a fake positive. It's just a genuine she has faith and she has hope. And I just think that's a rat, an awesome way to live. I mean, I love it so much. Yeah. Okay. What's exciting you the most right now? Well, okay. So, uh, you know, I know these podcasts are evergreen, but we are recording this tour during a crazy time, I yes. think in the world, kind of an unprecedented time. Um, but so, so it's a little bit, <laughs> this is a little bit of a hard question. Yes. Um, but I, I am always excited for what's next. You know what I mean? Like there is always hope and there's always something to like strive for. And okay. So because I'm someone who loves to travel, right? Well, traveling is really not a thing right now. And so I decided 
I'm going to think about this time as like, I am so excited to just embrace my home and, and be in my home. And cause, cause guarantee I was talking to Carrie about this, like two years from now, we're going to be like, why were we rushing to get out of quarantine? just to get back to this rat race. Yeah, totally. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I I really try to just embrace the present. And the present right now is being home more. And I'm just embracing that. Like, I'm loving my home. I mean, it's. I think it's kind of the key to success right now. You have to kind of embrace where we are. Yeah. Try to make the best of it and also kind of like live into it a little bit so you yeah. don't go crazy with all the things you think you're not getting, right? Like, yes. going down that rabbit hole, you'll never get out. Exactly. Exactly. I think that's true. Well, Stacy, it has been so wonderful talking to you. I <laughs> I can literally not wait to take a Playa Gym class. Like I'm Yay! for real doing this month for sure. Good. I'm good. Um, so I can't wait. But thank you so much because you're so encouraging and you're so inspiring. And I just think a lot of people are going to really be excited to hear what you had to say today. Oh, I'm so thrilled. Thank you so much for having me today. All right, guys, thank you for joining me. Remember to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. This is the Conversations with Warrior Women podcast with me, Liz Swadek. Remember, every woman has a story. You just need to ask her. Bye. Bye.